Well, good Friday morning, everybody. It's the 27th of August, and my title today is A Spouse's Overreaction. Now, listen, I realize I'm on dangerous ground here and talking about a spouse's underreaction or overreaction upon discovering that we're really not the true and faithful man that she thought she was marrying. Every spouse is entitled to react in any way that she feels they must react. Obviously, there are overreactions that one might have. In in the beginning of my recovery, after disclosing to my wife, uh, every morning I woke up and there wasn't a knife in my chest, I thought, well, that's a good start. But clearly, wanting to kill you or have somebody else do it, uh, it, that's out of bounds. Now, does the name Lorena Bobbitt mean anything to you? On June the 23rd, 1993, after her husband came home from work, he raped her. And it wasn't the first time. While he slept, she went into the kitchen got an eight-inch carving knife, went back into the bedroom, pulled off the covers, and just cut it off. (laughs) She then fled the scene, penis in hand, and drove away. She eventually threw it out the window into a field, called the police, and confessed to her actions. But that's not where the story ends because they eventually they found the penis, cleaned it, reattached it, and then John Bobbitt went on to be used in some pornographic movies, like John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut and Frankenpenis. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And what a horrible series of events they both experienced. So I think it's safe to say that there can be an overreaction, but how far is too far? Your wife has been devastated by your infidelity. She needs to know if you did anything illegal. Have you contracted an STD and perhaps passed it on to her? Were any of her friends involved in your affairs? All this before we even get to the place where we're going to talk about reconciliation and how that can begin. But she needs time and she needs space. She will need counseling and support from other women who are not just going to let their friends tell them what they need to do. There's a lot of bad advice that can happen in that situation. If there are others in that group who have had a bad experience in forgiving and finding healing in their own marriage, they're probably not going to give your spouse good advice. Again, let me emphasize that she needs to have the freedom to react in whatever way she feels she needs to react. If she grew up in a home where her father committed adultery and her parents divorced, she might think, well, that's her only option. But it's not. 
If a spouse has a partner who continues having affairs and watching porn, then certainly a separation can be of value. And if the affairs continue, then one certainly has biblical grounds for divorce. And that might be her best option. I have known and worked with men whose wives left them, no choice, and quickly decided to kick you out of the home and get divorce proceedings started. And if you are the husband that thinks she will not do that because you're trying to live your life according to the Bible, and the Bible teaches us that God hates divorce and reconciliation is the only way to go, so that's what you're expecting. However, keeping yourself only for her is also according to the Bible as well. And you went ahead and committed adultery anyway. You know, God hates divorce, but God also hates immorality. It is a long and difficult road for a couple to be able to stay together. Find the help that each one of them needs and then begin to build a new marriage. You know, early in our process, somebody told my wife, your old marriage is dead but God can give you a new marriage. Those were very bold words for us to hear and yet prophetic in nature. There were many reasons to believe that our old marriage was dead. We had drifted ever so slowly apart, dealing with work, raising four kids, pastoring a fairly large church, and all four of our kids involved in sports and music. We failed to keep our connection strong, and I take the blame for that because of my secretly growing sexual addiction. I would not allow myself to be open and honest with her. We had become just roommates trying to survive but not staying open and honest with each other. And in that situation and an extreme amount of stress that I was under as a senior pastor, I had given myself over to my flesh and became addicted to porn and sex and was so deeply ashamed that I was afraid and I became a master of disguise. I was trying to fool everybody, and the blessing of God's hand on my life and ministry was withdrawn. However, on September 9, 2005, my facade came to an end. My mask was ripped off. I was confronted by men in the church, and I resigned and had to come home and tell my wife the truth and allow her to react in any way she felt she needed. However, she is a very strong and stable woman, but even this rocks one to the core. And she did what she needed to do for herself to survive. While I did the things that I needed to do to survive as well. And the survival of our marriage would have to wait until we were both ready for it. If God preserved our marriage, and he did, and we were both able to do the hard work of recovery, which we were, then perhaps there was a chance that we could survive this. 
yet with some massive scars that would remain over the past 16 years. You need to be able to do whatever it takes for her to survive what for many marriages has been a death blow. And if it ends up being that a divorce is the only way for her to survive, then we're just getting what we deserve, right? But she has just been whacked upside the head with a four-by-four and is reeling from the impact. She needs help. She needs support, preferably from a good Christian counselor who has experience in helping spouses of sex addicts. If she can find someone who has already gone through such an experience and can confirm that that counselor is good, then all the better. There's also a disaster when adultery has been discovered. It is a mess that cannot be cleaned up easily or quickly. It will take a lot of work for both of you to get the counseling you need and address your own personal issues before you begin to see if the marriage can be saved. And oh, by the way, I do know some couples who got really serious about getting themselves help. For a while, they were separated, and the man didn't make a lot of improvement. Then they got divorced, and he got serious about his recovery. And they've been remarried after about two years apart. And now they work as a team, helping couples get both the individual support. He counsels men, she counsels women. They give individual support that the couple needs. And then they begin to help the couple with reconciliation, either before or after a divorce. By the way, here's their website, and they will work with you online. If you want to consider using them to recover and restore your marriage, his website or their website is www.nathanscry.com. Like Nathan who cried out to David that he was the man. Nathanscry.com. Mark and Kathy McCarthy. They could be a very good resource for you and your wife and your marriage. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great day in the Lord and will enjoy a good weekend. I hope you have a plan to get through the weekend and find community with other brothers. God bless you. Take care and goodbye.